everyone. Welcome to another episode of Looking for Love in All the Wrong Dust Jackets, where three crazy friends from college talk about, you know, like romance or more romance and some other types of romance. Anyway, I'm Liz. I'm Danny. And I'm Wiggles. And welcome back. So today we're talking about Ice Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon. But before we get to that, do we want to talk about like what we've been reading and consuming and all of that? Um, actually, before we even do that, I have to say, folks, you know, we're going to swear. It's going to be rough. Swear. We're going to talk about male parts and female parts. and They're called penises and vaginas. Huh? Yep. Well, I was getting, uh, this is a part <laughs> of the disclaimer. You can't like, you can't be like, I'm going to fucking swear at you in the disclaimer. I can do what I want. It's my podcast. I think you just did say, I'm going to fucking swear at you in the disclaimer. As an example of what not to do. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Also, don't come, okay. come thump your Bibles at us. It ain't going to work. Oh, and spoilers. Yeah, we're talking about a book. So, you know, we're going to tell you what happens in it. That cool. Happens. Also, there is a little, like, questionable-ness yeah. um, between the, the female and male leads of this book. Uh, that... Also a pretty intense essay warning in the beginning of the book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not to the Duckers. main character, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's still pretty gross. Yep. That one that one was a little a little rough for me for right. a second. So there you have it. Um a messy and not succinct uh disclaimer. All right. Back to what we have been reading, watching, consuming um over this holiday season. So whenever this is released, who God only knows, but we're recording it right after the holidays. So who would like to start? Well, uh, I didn't read a lot. I was taking a mental break, so there's that. Um, but I did watch something from Tiffany's, and they should be ashamed for putting a man that hot in such a terrible movie. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what I've been reading. Since last we spoke, I finished reading The Soulmate Equation uh, by Christina Lauren. That was a four star. It was good. The sex scenes were weird. They were, it felt like they were written by somebody who didn't want to write a sex scene or like imagine describing a sex scene to your parents where you kind of just oh. describe around the act. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything else was good. Mm. Um, I have read The American Roommate Experience, which is the follow up to The Spanish Love Deception, I believe, by Elena Armas. Another four. It's pretty good. Uh, I read The Crack and Sacrifice. This is going to be a list. I'm sorry. I read The Crack and Sacrifice by Katie Roberts. It was two star. Um, a whole uh, soul to heal by Opal Rain, the three star. I think that's it. Fair enough. I am terrible, and um, since we did just record this like right after the holidays, it's too peopley out there, and I needed a mental break. So I have been watching The Big Bang Theory and fair enough playing Psychonauts too, just to not be a part of the world for a bit. Don't worry, I've read enough for everybody. Yeah, I mean that's true. You, you can do each have two books. <laughs> I'm also a really slow reader, so every time we record, I'm like, I read the book that we're supposed to. Well, we also got stuck in Colorado on our vacation, so like, I had an, a bunch of airport time to read. I had an True. extra night in Colorado to read. True. So, okay. So, anywho. Nice <laughs> Planet Barbarians. Yeah, so we've done the trigger warning for the book itself, but just uh, if you, I don't know, you skipped ahead or fucking whatever, who knows. Um, Play a basic synopsis. I didn't even write anything down. I'm just kind of going to go off the wall here. Um, so basically a uh, human woman gets abducted from Earth 
into a um, into a alien ship, bad aliens, not the good aliens, and finds out that she's basically been stolen to be cargo on the ship. They have no idea where they're going, but they're being taken. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other girls there that are like super drugged up and being transported and they're being abused quite badly. That's where the trigger warning was. Um, and then they, I can't remember, was it like get into a wreck of some sort or they're getting caught? It's kind of vague, yeah. like yeah. what's happening. It sort of feels like they're like the aliens are under threat, yeah. whatever it is. The aliens are under threat of some kind. They drop the cargo portion of the ship in with plans to return for them. Basically meaning they dropped all these girls in a cargo thing on this planet. Um, and it is a very, very snowy, icy covered planet. They land on a mountain. Um, our main our main chickadee goes out to try to find help because she has like the warmest clothing on because she killed one of the captors and is wearing his clothes. She she gets in danger and kind of gets knocked unconscious and blue alien man finds her and saves her and they can't talk to each other they don't know the same language and so they eventually he eventually figures out that the why she's trying to get him to go back up the mountain and that's because there are others and she falls in love with him i said that very (laughs) sarcastically i know this is a romance podcast i just ew in my mind but i still love it (laughs) i am a very weird person but yeah so yeah general uh, synopsis general synopsis the one kind of kicker there is the like they call it resonance which is it's the it's the faded male kind of classic thing it's just what it is in this world where they have these uh symbiotic parasites called cooey i believe is how you pronounce it i I think that would be how it is which i just have so many questions about and i've read like fucking 12 of these goddamn books (laughs) liz went through all of them not all of them there's like 30 um oh geez yeah Jesus Christ on a cross. What the fuck? Well, that includes the, like, short stories and stuff, too. Or, like, the collection. Anyway, so that's why Vectal is all up in Georgie's business, literally. Yeah. Um, is because he's like, this is my mate. You are mine now, and I am yours, and we be forever together. But she doesn't have a resonance, so she doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. Also, she can't talk to him. I I don't know how I feel about this book because the first time I read it, I just like consumed it like it was, I don't know, fucking cheese and crackers. And I read the next one and the next one and the next one. Um, but then like rereading it, I was like, the first one specifically in this year, which is the one we're talking about, is not complete, it feels like, you know? Yeah. Like we spend a lot of time talking about the alien abduction, which sets up the scene and sets up the world and universe and all that. But then we don't spend enough time on the actual, like, fucking romance. It's It's just like, hey, she she fucks me real good. Yeah, she just all of a sudden figures out that she's in love with him, and it's like, okay, but... Yes. That, okay. Well, it doesn't even feel like she actually falls in love with him so much as surrenders to, this is the best my life can get under the circumstances. Yeah, that also, too. She kind of is just Mm -hmm. like, okay. And, I mean, she, she likes him. That's that's true but like mm-hmm. she spent a total of like i don't know 72 hours with him yeah and i get i get her mentality but i think i just feel like we could have spent a lot more time understanding mm-hmm. her and her decision and stuff better i also so i feel like she could have gone more like they found the girls quicker got them home and everything mm-hmm. and then done more of like their life 
growing into each other, uh, you know, a little bit more. Like, I understand there was the whole, like, parasite thing, and if they don't, they can only go, like, two weeks or whatever without without it um, before they die because the planet is just too inhospitable. But I feel like it could have gone more in that direction where, like, (laughs) they get the girls home, they get them safe, and then they spend some more time together, you know what I mean? And I think that's maybe why I like the the next you know, set of books more because it does talk more about, like, them adapting to their new life. Mm -hmm. And Georgie, like, she did, she was in a survivor mentality, so she's very much like, I, we, we have to be friends of the locals. Yep. Because we cannot survive without them. Yep. And I cannot communicate with him, but he obviously physically wants something from me, and Mm -hmm. if I can use that to get me and the girls the help they need, I get it. She is in fight or flight all of the time. Um, it was just the, like, love turn that was like, well, why? How? Yeah, it just sort of was like... It was very abrupt. love with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think it would have been a far more interesting book if they would have explored, especially after she gets her, her parasite and and has that connection mm-hmm. if they if if we if the book continued and we got to explore her being like okay i get that we're mated but i need you to understand like or even, i don't have the same like cultural background as you so to me this is just a weird vibration in my chest and i want to fuck you yeah it doesn't mean that i love you or anything well or even right. like hold off on the mating like there wasn't any like time restraints on mating after they resonated with each other it's just that they needed the parasite to be able to live because the the planet is so unhospitable. Well, the thing about that is that there actually is, but that doesn't get explored until much later in future books. Because the oh, longer really? you go without satisfying the, the fucking and the baby that comes from the fucking, which is what the parasite wants, um, the like sicker and weaker you get. Oh. Yeah, but you don't know that in this no, book. So no. I just feel like, no. you know, they could have explored that a little mm-hmm. bit and maybe not made it right away. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Not fully did the thing. Or do the thing, but then, like, have the have the romance. Yeah, have the romance. Have the getting to know each other. Because I, I like, you know me, I like a slow burn sometimes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a good book that gets down to the fucking, but... Mm-hmm. The slow burn sometimes is more satisfying, mm-hmm. like when it yeah. builds up to it. I don't like ones that like build up to it for fucking ever that I'm like, okay, just just, just jump each other already. already, like get to it. Like it's it's a balancing act here. Yeah. I will say though, like I do like the premise of a group of people mm-hmm. getting yeeted into a new culture and a new environment and a new everything and like going through the survival mentality of like having to adapt quickly mm-hmm. and then also just learning what the world is yeah and what these people are and what their cultures are i think that's really cool and i wish you would have spent more time on that same well and i i don't know my my feeling was that it's somewhat was more of like just to whet your appetite mm-hmm. to convince mm-hmm. people to read mo- the like the later books all the subsequent sequels yeah well it did it for um, me so eh, fair enough yeah um i mean i thought about reading some of the other ones because they were, it was so fast mm-hmm. like i read this in like a day and less than a day i was like oh okay we'll just binge this real quick okay i read uh, it okay it's done <laughs> yeah just needed i but. i like read half of it and then i like got to the point where he was like she's not alone and then i needed a mental break i will say i would suggest at least reading the second one um 
it it is kind of it is a kind of a kidnappy story uh but it's it spends a lot more time on the build-up not necessarily okay. the sexual build-up some of that but like the actual romantic build-up makes a little more sense i like the romantic build-up behind mm-hmm. it too i i mean again i like me the fucking but i like there to be a little something behind it too you yeah. know however i will say if you continue to read them they are very formula formulaic formula which is fine right because there's if it's a formula that works why can't yeah yeah i'm still confused yeah. though like this parasite cooey thing <laughs> we're all very confused by the parasite so like i get okay so this is the problem with reading science fiction over fantasy because fantasy at any point you could just be like eh, magic it's, it's just not magic <laughs> yeah but this one i'm like mm, biology okay let's think about this so if you both have a parasite i can get why they would like fucking like i don't know sync up or whatever because maybe they're giving off pheromones maybe they're giving off you know signals to the other parasites and then they're like "Ooh, these two i get that Uh what i don't get is how this one parasite that had never encountered as far as we know in this world a human how it could like look at this human or sense it or whatever the parasite does in vectal and go that bitch you need to fuck that bitch and have babies with that bitch you can have babies with that bitch yeah yeah i don't know how how it would without her also having because like my assumption is normally that the the parasites inside them recognize each other you know what i mean exactly but yeah when she didn't have one that is weird that's where i'm confused it makes me wonder like i mean and i'm not willing to read enough of the books to figure out if this is the lore but it makes me wonder if the reality is that she, what the parasite is, is really, is more technology. Like when they discovered that the cave was actually a spaceship kind of thing. Yeah. And so the space, so the, the parasite is rep, uh, is some kind of combination of biology and technology. And so it can detect what, what biologically can reproduce with the with each other you know what i mean on one hand that would make sense because the mothership cave recognizes humans Mm -hmm. and recognized earth and Mm -hmm. even english and the language which is also how she is able to eventually speak to him yeah as they get a brain dump and god wouldn't that be cool if that existed if you could just like go up to a computer and be like i need to learn this thing and it just went laser into eye now you know that'd be cool teach me french please Mm-hmm. And sign language. Oh, God, language. That's actually in one of the books. There's a whole book about it. Ugh, not fair. <laughs> um, it's actually it's actually a really interesting one. Um, I can teach you some basic sign. I know some basics. I know the entire alphabet. Yeah, I can teach you some basic fun ones. And motherfucker. <laughs> Anywho, but yeah, that would be my best guess, is that it doesn't feel like it operates the way biology does it feels like it operates the way technology does yeah i can see that well and there is a bit of lore where they start to realize that some things don't add up like the ship said the uh vectal's people landed there oh, 200 and some years ago but he is 70 or something and they live to be and 100 and some yeah and they are they're so detached from like the the technology and everything that their people would have had when they landed there yeah that it doesn't it, it's it, she it's, starts to explore the fact that things don't add up but i haven't gotten far enough to really know what yeah what that is 
because they wouldn't have forgotten that quickly. No, because that's they, weird. Because they're con- in the first book, at least. Again, Liz has read a shit ton of the other ones, but in the first book, at least, they're convinced that it's just a really well-made cave. Like they have no clue that it's a spaceship. Right. She recognizes that it is. Yeah, because there's fucking lights on the wall. Yeah, but he he has no clue, and it's like, but your your people wouldn't know that that landed here into this spaceship. Yeah. Right? Like, that's like a thousand-year type thing. Yeah. Not... Not a 200-year yeah. thing. Well, even a thousand isn't quite enough. No. Like, it's... That's... Yeah. It would have to be probably at least two for people to, like, lose the the knowledge. Well, and to mm-hmm. completely revert to what is essentially the bronze... Not even the bronze age, the stone age. Yeah. Yeah. And to be, like, eating raw meat. Like, well, they don't even cook their yeah. meat. That's because of the cooey. Yeah, that's true. Um, but at the same point, the idea of cooking meat was so foreign to them. Mm-hmm. So they don't understand it at all. It's like, I didn't land here that long. <laughs> right. I feel like we're talking a lot about the lore and the world building, and I'm throwing in all sorts of bits of information from previous books. I think it just really highlights in this book that it's not established very well. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Like, it's fine to have a series of books where over time the world and the lore like builds itself yeah becomes more established Mm -hmm. and such however in this book it just because of how little information is in this book which again you could say well they just landed on this planet they don't have any information Mm -hmm. but because of that it just makes it feel very i like to use the word thin meaning just there's no details it's just like somebody wrote an outline and then just said eh, fuck it that's yeah it feels like it's missing some of the meat of the book Mm -hmm. Well, and the other thing that that doesn't make real big sense, like you can make the argument, well, they don't have a lot of the information, but it's not only just told from her point of view. It's also told from his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he should have that information. What do you think of him as a character? Eh. How do you feel about him? Eh. Uh, I mean, he, he to me is like, okay, so when we talk about brutish characters that we like in spite of the fact that they're brutish... You know, think Beast from Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. or um, if you think about even like a Mr. Darcy character where like he's brooding and grumpy, but you like him in spite of the fact that he's mm-hmm. brooding and grumpy. Or uh, I'm trying to think of like another good example, and I'm, I'm coming up empty yet. But if you've seen Once du- Upon a Time, Rumpelstiltskin. Sure, yep. that's another good example, but he's essentially a stand-in for the Beast and Beauty and the Beast. Too, well, I so. realize, but just saying. <laughs> yeah, but I get what you're saying, yeah. Because I, I um, weirdly like Rumpelstiltskin. I think everybody did. That was the thing. It was like... <laughs> and like everybody latched onto this character, and I don't know if they were prepared for everybody to be like, that that creepy-looking fucker in the corner? That guy. The, yeah. the lizard guy? Okay. Hi, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, we at some point should talk once upon a time because what a wild ride that was. Oh, then we could talk about um, Hook and you're like, oh, hey, baby. I haven't seen it all. Oh, my God. I've seen the, the I've way... seen the first, like, season. Oh, you gotta <gasps> oh, get caught no. up. Well, then I, I need to stop talking. Okay. Right well, I'll, I'll get on it. I know it's, I think it's on, is it on Disney Plus? Yes. Probably. It's an ABC show, so it's, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm literally shutting the fuck up right now. Um, I'll watch it. I'm my sorry. point being, no, no, I just, I'm stopping myself before I say something that will hurt you. Um, <laughs> you know me my so point, well, Wiggles. 
Um, my point being that when we talk about these sort of characters, um, we we the the redeemable thing about them is that there's personality there, mm-hmm. and that there's there's more to them than just that. Um, another example, Alcide from True Blood, like he's kind of this like brooding, grumpy character, but then you're like he's also protective and loyal, and like mm-hmm. great, um, and like he doesn't really have like anything. Other than he's he's brooding and he wants to fuck you? Yeah. Well, he's not even brooding. I mean, he is for like a second where he goes, oh, I never thought I would get to have a mate. And so I'm just out here hunting for my tribe. Uh, but then it, it kind of goes away almost immediately. And he just becomes this, I don't know, kind of like fucking puppy dog. Yeah. And yeah. really what it comes down to when like you think about character development he just, he doesn't have any. Mm-mm. He doesn't no. have any flaws. The only flaw he has is when he eats her out when she was asleep. Yeah. And and, and, yeah. and, and yeah. And that can really come down to he is culturally, yes. yeah. like we said, back at the fucking Stone Age. Well, and it's not like they treat their women poorly by any means. It was just no. him trying to take care of her and then... His cooey got out of control, which he's never experienced before. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what is this creature that I'm trying to, like, clean up and, and like, help her because she just got hurt? Mm-hmm. And uh, it goes a little too far, which, obviously, and outside of this book, Bashi's no excuse for that. covered in shit and blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we're supposed to be turned on in that moment. Like, ooh, sexy time. Blue alien purring at us eating us out very successfully um and then you're like you the more you stop to think about it you're like she is covered in literally weeks and weeks of shit and piss yeah yeah because they were in the ship for quite a while before they got two weeks yeah yes and and then she's wearing the bloody Mm -hmm. whatever alien blood is like um, for that particular type of alien, that bloody suit. Yeah. Uh, and vomit. I think she, like, vomited after she killed him, too, right? Yes. I don't know if it was on herself. But at the very least, she hasn't cleaned herself yeah. in no. weeks and weeks. So no. that vag is stinky. It's that true. that business is not Mm-mm. open. It is not a fresh snatch. But it has not been aired out. So back to his character, that was, to me, that was just the problem is it was, he, he doesn't have flaws. He doesn't have literally at, at best, you could say his goal is provide for his people. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have a lot of personality. Yeah. And that's my thing. And it, this, I, I think this happens a lot in romance books where especially the male lead is given like no flaws mm-hmm. or it's like a little superficial one that you're like, oh, look, it's his flaw. And you're like, no, that's not his flaw. That's not, that's a, not flaw. a flaw. It's an imperfection at yeah. best. Or it's just like he grew up in a society where that was common. But that's yeah. not his flaw. No, that's the society's flaw. I think flaw. it happens to female leads too, sure. though. Like it, she's she's this perfect little hero who's like, I'm going to go defeat the dragon. And I am a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. But that one's cute. So, yeah, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, I don't want that either. I want... I don't want perfection. That's I want yeah. bullshit. I guess real people. Yeah. I guess I just feel like I know we've been ragging on this book a lot, but my thing with it is like it has potential. 
Like, I really want somebody to rewrite it from, like, a darker perspective and take more time to really, like, break down the psychology of the situations and talk about, like, the reason she was captured, which is a whole other fucking thing I don't understand, Yeah, is because, you know, nobody would miss her. So she has no connections, no Mm -hmm. life. It's easy for her to just be like, well, fuck it. Deuces. I will say, this is the flaw with our podcast. None of us are the sunny people of the world (laughs) so so we don't have somebody to give like the sunny perspective of things we're all kind of i try to i try to round it out but i'm naturally a negative person so it is difficult i will i will give this genuinely positive like remark this book is camp it is camp like if you if you make it funny like just slightly turn the dial over to funny this is a campy ass fucking book like <laughs> you got it, take out the rapey elements yep and 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 make it like this campy fucking book where she gets abducted by these weird looking aliens mm-hmm. for god knows what gets stranded on this icy planet and has a cat husband that shit's hilarious blue cat hunky husband that that's the funniest fucking shit I've ever heard. Okay, so it's not like I dislike the book, because I didn't. I just feel like there could have been a lot more character development in it. I thought think there could have been a lot more um, plot development as far as they're really getting to know each other and stuff, mm-hmm. because it's very much like they meet, they get to the fucking... They can't even communicate. Like, they try, but they can't. And then they save the girls, and they bring them back, and it, it's done. And so I just... I love transcends speech... They don't need speech. They just have fucking... Gag me with a spoon. Which, to be fair, that would have also been an interesting story if they actually built their romance, even while they couldn't communicate and communicated in a lot of other unique ways with each other. Yes. Uh, But that wasn't there. No, it wasn't. Um, There was just a lot of protective stuff and, you know, carrying her around in the snow. Yeah, my thing with this book is... It just... it, it, It was fine and like that was just like the best that i could say about it yeah same you know like i'm not i didn't dislike it i just didn't love it yeah i don't i mean i don't want to trash it or anything no i it, it was fine for what it was but i think the biggest reason i have a little bit of a reservation against saying too much positive about it is how much it was hyped up it was like this huge thing all over tiktok people are like you gotta read this book it's insane it's so spicy it's out of control and i was was assuming going into it it was it was it had some it had had its moments but it really wasn't anything but you know it was i thought this was gonna melt your panties spicy and it was was lukewarm not it was it was also just saying i wanted tail action yeah and there was no tail action. No, no. Well, I I figured if you're gonna have that whole purring, vibrating thing be a thing, it would you know add up to something. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If you're gonna if you're gonna vibrate, do something with it. If you're gonna if you're gonna you know talk about it, be about it. I would agree with that. I also yeah. wonder if because I think this book came out in 2015 or 2016, if that had a bigger impact on its popularity. But maybe not too because it's it's like currently being talked up in yeah. the last year or so on TikTok. Again, 
Although I will say, so TikTok, BookTok, um, they think things are spicier than they think they, than they really are. I like, know. Keep the ones straight. that they, they suggest, I'm like, really? Yeah. Well, and maybe that's one of the reasons that I, I did like it so much when I first read it is because like I was getting back into monster romance and I hadn't mm-hmm. been there for a while. And now that I've like, you know, fucked around and found out, uh, I find there, <laughs> I find that there's a lot, there's a lot of better monster romances. I live in monster romance. Come to my side. <laughs> it's a fun time. It is a fun time. It's a fun time. I found those spider. Now we're out of control. No, it's great wigs. I found those spider. Uh, I don't ones. know if I can. Spiders. I don't, I don't think I can do it. Spiders. No, now? I'm not reading it. But I found them. There is there. They exist. Um, no. But I don't think I can. I, I don't think I can deal with those ones. Yeah, it's like a it's like a demon character that has like like centaur, but the bottom half is a big old spider. Yeah, no. And I'm much. like, I don't know if I can do that. It's too but much. also, I'm kind of like curious. Curious, because I'm just like, what? This can't be good. Curiosity right? has re- led me down some weird roads. Just saying. Yeah, I like, did. Li- I did. Li- I have a like not the Kraken one that you just were talking uh-huh. about earlier, but there's um, it was the book previous to the Gargoyle one. Yeah, Lillian Larkin's um, uh, Stalked by the Kraken or something like that. No, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I think it's Stalked by the Kraken. Something like that. But it's... <laughs> It's good. I like Lillian Larkin, though. I like her stuff, but... I didn't I, like it as much as the Gargoyles, but I did also like it. Mm-hmm. And we get right to what you want. Oh, yeah. Like, first sex scene, it's like, tentacles. I'm like, that's what we're here for. Yep. We all know it. Yeah. If, if It's a kraken. You know there's going to be tentacles, and that's half the fun. Mm-hmm. Wiggles is looking at us like, what the fuck is going on? When the tentacles be cracking, they ain't be lacking. <laughs> Oh my god. That better stay in. <laughs> it has to. And yeah. then I need to also quote it on our website. And <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, That's I great. didn't dislike this book. It just wasn't my favorite either. Yeah. Again, I'm really struggling to like separate myself from like all the previous books I read because when I reread this one, I also reread the second one and I think it's the seventh one. God overachiever. Um, I had a lot of time in an airport. It's true. How are, here's my question for you, because like when I'm reading these spicy books, um, I would say a good like 90% of the time I'm not reading them in public. Same. How, how are you reading them in an airport and not like doing a little thigh squeezing action? (laughs) So I have an answer uh, to that. And I mean, I have a fucking passage degree in theater like you do. You fucking just act your way through it. <laughs> you read it. You fucking reread it. And then you go, I. And then you go to the bathroom for reasons. And then you come back out. I'm not doing anything in the bathroom, but you know, you gotta like, yeah. You gotta clean up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I. I used to read them occasionally when I worked at the TV station. I would occasionally read them on my like off times. I would sit there and read them. And then one day, one of my production assistants was like, what are you reading? And I was like, nothing, never mind. He goes, Danny, are you reading a dirty girl book? And I was like, maybe. What's it to you? 
Danny, you lie. If somebody asks what you're reading, you lie. I was friends with you that get, guy. <laughs> it's like, you just need to have a, a one on standby. And yeah. usually, if you're if you're good, you have some puns ready to go. So you go, Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> the curse of the monkey paw. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Danny, are you reading dirty girl books? No. Maybe. Fuck off. Um, I will say it is really funny to me when I do get the audiobooks because I work from home now. There is nowhere, no one anywhere near me, but I am embarrassed to be listening to them out loud. The only other being in that apartment is my cat, which does say a lot about me, but fuck off. Um, <laughs> Live alone with a cat. Most people, a lot of people do. That's true. She's a bitch. Lovable bitch. Depends on the day. Um, but yeah, I, I find it like terminally embarrassing to be sitting there listening to them because that's not the kind of book that I, I usually listen to for audiobooks. I don't know. I guess maybe I just don't get embarrassed. Like if, if I was reading the physical book on the outside had like a picture yeah. of like some sexy shit, yeah, then I wouldn't. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. But it's on my Kindle, man. Nobody's got to know. Yeah, it's on my iPad. I think the worst, personally, is w- sometimes... I get the wild hair of like, oh, I'll put an an audiobook on on uh, for one of my like long drives. And sometimes you know, it takes a while for some of them to like get into the spice. So I'll start one and I'll be like, okay, by the time I like get home, then yeah. it'll be to the spice and that'll be nice. Sometimes it arrives early. <laughs> Isn't that I still so got true. two, three hours worth of drive, but I can't stop now. Yeah. So I'll be driving and I'll be like, Whoo. Whoo. oh boy, this is too much spice for this car ride. <laughs> that is why I do not listen to spicy books on the car ride. That's the best time. Uh, You're alone. You have something to yeah, like. You can't do anything. I mean, you can pull over if you need to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I listen to other audiobooks on a car ride. I still, I still listen to audiobooks, or I listen to um, Small Town Murder. Podcasts are nice. My favorite murder. So, getting back to this book. Yes. Specifically oh, yeah. this, this book. book. This one. I, how do these fucking aliens know to kidnap these girls that don't have a life? And I don't mean that in a negative way, that don't, like, have connections and stuff. And they're all 22. I can get the 22 because, like, you can, yeah. like, gauge that with probably some technology. But how are you, like, oh, yeah, that bitch ain't got friends. Um, I mean, you don't know how long they were watching them. Those girls had been in there for a while before because she was the last one taken. Yeah. And I think they had been in there for weeks before they took yeah, her. It, se- it seems like they had been, like, spying on them and shit. Also, why did they care? I mean, I get why the author had to write it that way so that the... Yeah, there's no reason for them to go back or anything. Or, or yeah, or to, or to be upset. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you're upset because you just got fucking dumped on an ice planet, but... But you're not missing anything at home. Right. But, like, why would the alien abductors care? They wouldn't care. Humanity doesn't have enough technology to go hunt them down or to even know what's happening. That's true. But they, I... they maybe don't know that either. They could not know much about the alien race or about... Well, technically to them. Yeah. They don't know much about humans because it's an alien race. Well, you think you know enough I'm to be able to just get like, speculating here, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that our 
our author Dixon here didn't put much thought into us overanalyzing her world world building. And that's the problem I have because I'm here for yeah. the world building. <laughs> yep. Right after the fucking, but I'm here for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it, and that's what it felt like to me. Like the entire thing felt like, well, they don't really care. They're just here for the smut. And it's like, I mean, yes, I mean, but also I care. I care. I care. I do too. We overthink shit a lot, though. I need all yes, of it. The true. problem is I need all of it. I need solid world building. I need yeah. good sexy times. I need romance. Yeah. I need something well written. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's a lot to ask, to be fair. Yeah. To be fair. To be fair. Sure. To be fair. I may have been watching Letterkenny, too, this week. Sam just finished the season <laughs> last night. But it's only six episodes, and they're 24 minutes long, so easily I started done. it over. Oh, I didn't do that. I've done that so many times. I've watched that first season of Letterkenning, I swear to God, like six or seven times. Yeah, same. No, you know, the other thing that I keep coming back to with this book that I was just never satisfied with was the way that they made Georgie the only girl who had any gumption at all. Like the rest of them were like, ah, ah, I can't do anything. And it's like, this sucks. And the i'm supposed to go read books about them i hate them they're annoying i think what i think that's the thing is she really changes that because the next one is about liz and liz isn't like that in in her book like she grew up in i think oklahoma on a farm and so she knows how to hunt she like knows how to like do all sorts of shit um so i don't know if it's one of those things where psychologically like she just didn't have the capacity at that exact moment right which I get. I love being a second in command. I don't want to be first in command. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's the same thing with, do you want to be a supervisor at work? Fuck no. I don't, want to be, I don't want to be in charge of people. No. I mean, I get that. But we're also talking about literal survival True. here. I, yeah. I think I would do weird things in literal survival. Yeah. Like, that. that's the thing I keep coming back to is they painted it as their only hope for survival was Georgie and to the point where they abandoned her when she went to go fight off this other alien guy right and and she's just supposed to be like no that's cool I'm gonna take that one on the chin for you guys what well what I can understand it from is it Kira and Liz's perspective because they've literally been in there the longest yeah to the mm-hmm. point where, like, they're really broken down. But some of the other ones, I'm like, just, if you all punch him at once, yeah, you know? Well, and right. the other thing is, they do send one of the other girls out. Or no, she runs out. Well, she escapes. Three of the, if I remember correctly, three of the girls, when Georgie didn't come back that first night, went out to, like, survey the area or something. Mm-hmm. To look around, I think, to try yeah. to get their bearings. And then the one gal, I don't remember her name. I think Dominique? Yes. Um, she has a panic attack and runs out into the... Into the wilderness and she dies out there. Yeah. She's also the one who had the very brutal essay yes. happen to her at the beginning mm-hmm. of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did her fucking dirty they did in her this fucking book. dirty in that book. I... Oh, God. I, I Like, I just... The only thing I really... Like, I hate that it happened and it was completely unnecessary. That is the yes. thing, is the unnecessary part of it. Like, there was absolutely, like, I understand that there are sometimes in books when something like that happens, that it is a necessary part of the mm-hmm. storytelling and everything. That was completely out of, well, unnecessary for this book. Yeah, they were already evil mm-hmm. characters. You didn't need to convince us that these 
people who abducted. If they wanted to show like the evil force that they would put behind keeping them like I, I don't know I don't know if calm's the right word but um controlled if they wanted to show that they could have like had some kind of like device that would like, like a shock collar or some sort exactly. sort they, they didn't it have did to do not have to be that. brutal sexual right assault. or they could have like just shot at one of them i mean i understand they didn't yeah. want to hurt them because they're you know selling them later but just like shoot into the cave or into the cage right yeah and just be like yeah you act up i'll fi- i'll hurt you hit them you know right. something yeah that right. didn't need to be that yeah that was disgusting and i don't know like if this was a, exactly what the description was supposed to be giving off but like i just kept picturing them as like chicken when you take all of the feathers off yeah we mean like the fact that they had like the really bumpy skin yes i just i just it felt unnecessary and i wish that part wasn't in it at all agreed agreed i i felt i feel like the only thing that was there to do was to truly horrify the these women yeah and be like you the alternative is this mm-hmm. and it's ah i feel like that didn't have to happen um yeah like when i got to that part i'm like why am i reading this mm-hmm well, I definitely have this moment of like, do I really need to keep reading this? Do I need to, do I, is it mm-hmm, worth me mm-hmm. persevering through this bullshit? It almost shut me down from the book. I was like, oh God, yeah. why? Yeah, she spent a lot of time on that, like building up their, like their, their situation being captured. And then it just, and then spent very little time on the romance and stuff. The good part of the book. Yes. Right. And I just, I just feel like that was a little misdirection there of you should have spent more time on them being on this planet mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and you easily could have you know justified just about anything not not just about anything but just like most anything of why they're staying there because they have no way back and the other people captured them they have no idea where they're going they kept them in terrible terrible situations mm-hmm. um yeah there you go yeah well i also think the, their handling of the ice planet as somebody who lives in the frozen tundra. God damn it. Um, sure do. It's, it's the Midwest. Um, like, did they not pull anybody who comes from a, an area that's ever cold? Like, what? Nobody knows how cold works? Well, and the one girl was from Oklahoma. It gets yeah. kind of cold there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not to the level that we are, but it's cold. Yeah. What the fuck? Still the Midwest. None of you know how this works? Are you talking about her descriptions of the colds or the way the girls acted in the cold? Well, the the girls a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, but in this moment, how the girls acted in the cold. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, because you couldn't, like, your first thing, your first thing should be to find shit to burn. Yeah. They were, uh, in in the defense of the author, and a little bit there, as far as finding things to burn, they were on top of a mountain. There wasn't anything around them. Sure. So I can see there being not anything up there and it being hard to deal with in that situation. But I do agree that there there definitely were was at least one girl who was from the Midwest that would have known how to deal with the cold to a degree. Granted, this planet is probably worse than Midwest. Yeah, but, but they just they didn't have anything. Yeah. They literally had nothing. Well, and that was kind of why I said they did 
well, where they got dumped was on top of a mountain. There wasn't well, any that's trees where, nearby or anything like that. To this author like didn't it, what they're describing doesn't make a lot of sense because like it, it doesn't make sense that in a cargo hold that there's nothing there's fucking nothing you know like you did that out of convenience to your writing and not out of any basis in reality it just doesn't make any sense that there would one, be literally nothing in there for them one defense fire makes things go boom in space sure i'm i'm i mean there it makes sense that there isn't stuff to start a fire with but it doesn't make sense that there's no anything there no blankets or yeah like that there's no cargo of any kind other than these girls doesn't make any sense well and i don't think we ever got the dimensions of the cargo hold Mm -mm. because when i hear cargo hold i'm in my brain thinking like huge cargo hold yeah Mm -hmm. and it might not be that it might be that the space just had enough room they almost made it seem like it was it was kind of a potish thing because they Mm -hmm. they mentioned when he goes in that like, he takes up quite a bit of space, but he also stays the night in there with the girls the one night. But also, at and, the same time, there's yeah. enough room for them to take these women out of the cage and mm-hmm. do this vile act to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, here's here's the other thing. Um, if nothing else can burn and you have nothing else to eat, I bet you could burn and eat that alien. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't have done that, because that would have been the first thing that... That would have been the first thing that we would have done. Yeah. And honestly, even if you couldn't burn it, it's like, you might risk it. Yeah. You know? And if they're wearing sleep clothes that are so thin that they're not keeping them warm, I probably would be like, well, burn my shorts because they're so flimsy. They're literally doing nothing. Yeah. And we Mm -hmm. can burn them. Yeah. It won't last very long, but it it cooked meat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. my, My first thought would be like we gotta get a fire going we can figure shit out from there because with a fire you can melt the snow Mm -hmm. you can have running so you can have drinkable water with fire well and they were drinking the snow yeah Yeah. they were using that as a source of water they just didn't have food and shit my point being i feel like the author prioritized them being helpless yeah for their narrative and i think it would have been cooler if they like at least persevered a little bit while she was gone. Yes. Well, and you also have to think about it from the alien captor's perspective. I know that in the book, they literally said, well, we are the spares, so they don't care about us. They only care about the girls that are in stasis in the wall pods. Mm -hmm. But you would think if you're going to dump off these girls that you want to come back and sell, you'd at least chuck like a food, a carton of like rations or something in there. Well, if nothing else, some food for the guys that are going to be stuck guarding these dumb bitches. Yeah. You know? Yeah, some big plot holes. Big ones! Right from big the jump! Big plot holes! And I was, that's like, immediately I was like, why am I reading this? And and they're sort of insurmountable plot holes. And that they're, that's the problem is that's the basis for the whole series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the other worst thing is like, so we've talked about like the sex and the romance a little bit. We spend so much more time talking about the world building in the universe and these plot holes that it's taking away from any possibility of what the book is supposed to be, which is a, a smutty romance. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was. They had decent scenes, but... Let's say I forgive all of that. And I clearly did enough to keep reading. So she gets taken to his people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they just are cool with it for the most part. 
Right? There's nobody that's like... There's nobody like, the fuck what is the that? fuck is this naked mole rat you're bringing in here? What? We do kind of look like naked mole rats. And then all the guys, when she was like, actually, there's a whole bunch more of us. They're like, ooh, ooh, naked rat, like mole rats to fuck. <laughs> yes! They were just really excited about it. There was no argument whatsoever, except for like the one guy. Yeah, the one guy who's like... Yeah. You mean I gotta wait to fucking make naked mole rat? <laughs> I don't know about that. But again, that is described a little bit because there are like literally no women yeah. left. Well, there's like three. Mm-hmm. And that like, so there's this discourse. I don't know if it's showed up on your FYP, but uh, like that's been going around my FYP on TikTok of why women in a post-apocalyptic world is just like not a good scenario women and children their survival not a good outlook like it's not great and it really comes back down around to this like where what's your status going to be in a world where that's post-apocalyptic and it's going to go back to this kind of shit where what's i mean i'm trying not to say it without like flat out saying it like back to this thing of your most basic value becomes uterus right is repopulating the earth yeah which is the one thing i don't like is because that book has this book has that in it yeah it's at the very end but that's exactly what it is yeah Mm -hmm. but it does come up a lot and by a lot i mean in literally every single other book that she writes is the pregnancy like subplot well um she figures usually it's like right at the end so about halfway through right I thought it was a little bit later than that, but like towards the end, but, but also uh, her thought process is just like, well, that's just another thing. That's cool. It's all good. Yeah. Definitely not how I responded when I found out I was pregnant. uh, Yeah. And I, and if, if I was in that situation where 72 hours we landed on this planet, I found this guy and his people who want to protect us, but they also want to fuck us. And they want to impregnate us. I would be like, do I, I don't know if, I don't know about this. This is a good work for me. Yeah. No, I probably would be like, mm, no, that, that uterus is not a functioning thing for me. Not, not something I want to use. Well, I mean, she comes back when they go back to rescue them. And basically he's like, so you got, you got a baby. And she's like, the fuck? And then it takes like 30, 40 pages and she's like, okay, it's kind of cute. What? No, I would be freaking the fuck out. Yep. Because like, here's the thing. There's no reason to believe that that baby is not going to just rip the fuck out of her. Like, oh God. like <laughs> she's John Hurt. Like- all right. Like there's no reason. To just be chill about it? Yeah, no. no. There's no reason. There's absolutely no reason to not think that that thing is not going to just bust out of her like some kind of, like, nasty slime monster. We have no well, reason to suspect, to, like, believe that. And at that point, she has no idea what, like, what pregnancy for just, like, the normal females in their tribe is like. Because she hasn't even, like, talked to any of them, really. No. Well, and the other thing is, is they're massive. Mm-hmm. Yes. How big is that fucking baby gonna be? And they got yeah. fucking horns. Oh god, yeah. Oh, that hurt my let's vagina. Assume, just let's thinking assume about that it. it's it's like this hybrid baby, like comes out mostly human and just has horns. Fuck you, right? Just like yeah, fucking no. rips through you with his horns. Take it that sweet. alone. Take your uterus with it. That alone will kill you. I don't Ow. care if you have a koi fish. Okay. 
koi fish. What? That's what I call their little kui thingies. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about there's so you can give birth where the amniotic sac is completely intact. Oh. And it's called a mermaid's purse. Okay. Because the baby is born completely inside the amniotic sac, and then they bust the sac once the baby's out. It doesn't happen very often. Um, but that's what I thought you were talking about, and I was like, that is not the term I ever heard of it. I, I got it from uh, uh, Call the Midwife. I was like, well, that's really cool. Not my experience, but that's really cool. No. I just kept thinking that that spelt. I, I, like, in my head, I was like, hmm, koi fish. They have a little koi fish inside of them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems less threatening than a parasite. Why do you think that they have a spur above their nose? I don't know. Other than just like other than that, that must be her favorite type of dildo. Right? Why you gotta say shit like that? Because it's I true. Mean, she's not yeah. wrong though. It's it's basically a clit stimulator, but their their pe- people's women apparently don't have clits. Because he's very not. he's very shocked to find it. Yeah. What's even more shocking is that he found it so easy. You must go in the butt then. No, but they, they can't don't, because, because they have tails. tails. They can then only what do the that fuck like is missionary. The point evolutionarily. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Do they just like stroke underneath their tails then? What do they do? Is there a book where it's just two of them? Like two dudes? Two blue aliens. Uh there is, but it's like much further. Ugh. I haven't read it yet. It's like fucking book fourteen or fifteen. I'm not gonna God read damn that it, Liz, you're supposed to do <laughs> I've read a lot for y'all, okay? You need to go forth shit. and report back, because I'm not going <laughs> to... Okay, I'll continue. I have thought about it. Thank you. Um, Thank you for your noble sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because I'm just really confused, like, how do they get here? Like, the natives. I'm like, confused why happen? they haven't just turned to homosexuality. That is confusing about this tribe. Well, and, on t- like, I could completely understand... No, I can't. I got nothing. Yeah, why haven't they... <laughs> I, I don't know how why haven't they because that, that confuses me too like right like the urge gets bad enough that you're gonna right you like, just fuck each other yeah yeah there are other ways to get off you don't need ladies to do it yeah no i'm just saying where's your ingenuity where's your creativity <laughs> you're lazy <laughs> um, lazy tribe oh my god <laughs> On that note, what else do you have to talk about here with this book? I feel like we've kind of gone around. I feel, I just feel bad because I feel like we've said so many negative things and I keep like going, okay, where's the good? Sex scenes were were decent. Yes, they were. Um, Her description of the like animals that they run into and stuff are very interesting. mm -hmm. Yeah, the thing is like the beginning of the world building is there. I just Mm -hmm. needed more and less fucking potholes. I think she just needed somebody who wasn't a friend to edit this book. Mm. It just felt yeah. very much like she gave it to somebody who liked her and wanted yeah. to only give positive feedback to her um, on this book. Um, Again. Instead of having somebody who is like going to be critical and say, hey, hey, you got some things you need to sort out. This Again, doesn't make not sense. not trying to be critical. It's not that I didn't like the book. Yeah. It was fine. It's just not... The greatest. I'm still confused as to how it got so fucking popular. Yeah, same. I feel like this... Okay, this is my theory. I think that once something gets on TikTok, people don't actually read it. They just rinse and repeat mm. the videos for views. Same, And I yeah. don't think that actually it has anything to do with 
people really liking it. They just changed the phrasing around. And so you'll have one video of somebody who's going, oh my God, you have to read this book. You're never going to believe what happens. And they're like, this is so crazy. And I think some people even buy the book. But have you ever noticed that the spines never cracked? What is that? Their spines are never fucking cracked on their books. I'm, I'm, I'm unlocking some a fucking TikTok conspiracy way, right now, right now. Uh, that's all I'm saying. And no, I, and I agree with you, but I, just in their defense, there are some people that purposely read their books so that their spines don't ever get cracked. There are some. It would drive me fucking nuts. But there are too many people who are reviewing these books, who are using physical copies of these books, who who somehow have never, who don't have a single page that's stained, bent, cracked, nothing. And you claim to love these books? It seems impossible to me. And so I don't think that a lot of people are actually reading these books and they just keep hyping them up because somebody else hyped them up and it got, enough people got enough traction where there was like a back and forth of like, you like this shit? And then they were like, no, this is garbage. And then someone else was like, no, this is amazing. And it's all about views. It has nothing to do with actually giving a fair mm. or conscientious fair book. critique. Um well, that's not what we're here for. No. We are here for the true critique. I've yes. read this book fucking twice. <laughs> I've read so many of these books. I got thoughts. I will say that, that I'm pretty feelings. sure <laughs> before we even started this podcast, because um, I've done this quite a few, with quite a few books um, that are Kindle Unlimited, where like I started the book and got a ways into it and was like, eh, and stopped. And I'm pretty sure I did that with this book. Because I was like, oh, yeah, Ice Blind Up Barbarians. I know I've, I've read par- at least part of that because I've done that with a lot mm-hmm. of books, so let's be honest. Um, but, yeah, I don't think I ever finished it. I think I probably got about halfway in and was like, eh. I saw all the buzz around it, and my, my immediate thought process was, this is a smut book, and this is the title? Mm. Mm. I don't I don't think people have been in the cold before. <laughs> it's not that sexy it's not a sexy place i'll tell you no, no. it's, not a, sexy it's place. not a sexy time place and so i walked away we live in the tundra of the midwest it is not a sexy time place. no no it's only sexy if you like go in front of a fire and it, that's not really i mean they, there were fires that's what happens here but uh, it does i and and even then, like, if my body is cold, like, let's say it gets a little too cold in the house because I didn't turn the heat up and mm-hmm. it's cold outside, whatever, I, my body shuts down. Yeah. yeah no. It's like more layers. And I get that you're like, mm, but if you have sex, you'll keep warm. And I'm like, yeah. And the cold fucking air is going to touch my ass. Right. So, yep. You know? Yep. Right. Nope. Liz, Liz, let me, let me hit you with this line. And, and you react exactly as naturally as you would. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I see you're kind of cold there. I can warm you up. Eyebrow waggle. You know my first reaction is like, cool, it means you got whiskey, right? <laughs> it would be mine too. Yeah. No, if, that's if, not if sexy. Your reaction to, it, yeah, if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, look, we can like cuddle. We can like, you know, roll around, but I'm not taking clothes off. No. Clothes are not coming off. No. No. <laughs> mine is not even... We can cuddle. Mine's. Kay, can I have a blanket? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. You're going to let me have your jacket? Yeah. So help me God if you put your cold hands on me. I was going to say, if you touch me, I will hurt you. God I forbid your cold armed. ass feet. I will literally light you up. <laughs> I will use you as the log for the fire. 
to warm my hands by. Get away from me. No. It's not sexy. The cold is no, not sexy. No, it's not. It's not no. at all. In fact, I will have to drive home tonight and I'll get... I'm, I'll be tired by the time we adjourn. Mm-hmm. And I will, like, start shivering all the way home, even if it's not that... It's not that bad out right now. But my body... When it's cold out and when I'm tired, my body's just like, you're going to shiver because I'm telling you to go to bed, motherfucker. Wait a minute. They said how cold it was. How cold is it? No, no, no. In the book, when she was talking to the computer, they literally said how cold it was. And now I'm curious. I don't remember if she said how cold it was outside. However, the computer did say that environmental ideal habitat for these modified Saka, Saka, what the the native blue folks is thirty seven degrees Fahrenheit, and I don't. And they say all the time that they're relatively comfortable. They're not cold. They're not putting like clothes on. And because I'm sorry if the it's ice because planet, the cooey makes them warmer, right? But modified, their ideal temperature is thirty seven degrees Fahrenheit, which means I'm sorry, it's not actually this fucking cold on this ice planet. Nope, it's colder here right now. Yeah. Those it is motherfucking bitches. Twelve degrees Fahrenheit here right now. That means that means that it's just it must just be below freezing there, just enough which for would it make to s- stay frozen. <clears throat> which they are in the warm season, but that would explain why there's so much snow, right? Because it has to be, it can't be much colder than thirty degrees Fahrenheit to get snow. Yes, which is why we got just so much snow the other day because it wasn't that cold. Right. So. To be fair, if it's windy, you know, it ain't so bad if it wasn't windy. Um, that is the most Midwest thing you have ever said in your I say entire it life. Every single day. Um, it ain't the heat, it's the humidity that'll get you. If they are complaining about 37 degrees Fahrenheit, which, again, if you don't have any clothes and it is really windy, like you're exposed to the elements, that is cold. But also, I mean, but also, it's not that bad. No. It's not Especially the way she sun? was describing it. No. No. She was it describing, like, negative 20 shit. Yeah. Well, that's the part that I'm confused, because if the computer is saying that the ideal temperature for the modified, which means that they have the cooey, is 37 degrees, and they are running around with basically no clothes on, that means at best, at best, it is as cold as 20 degrees when Georgie finds Vectal. Vectal. So, and henceforth, my TED Talk is saying that it ain't that fucking cold this ice planet. No, it's not. No. And especially if that one girl was from Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. It gets that cold there. Yeah. Yes. That bitch can handle that. Yeah, it's fine. And like, Georgie is it is cold? From- Absolutely. We're not disputing that. Right. It's not that bad, though. You can survive in that weather. Yeah. I know because many people on Earth have. Yeah. In that weather, there are still Midwestern boys walking around in shorts. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Also, the girls weren't really exposed to the elements because no. they were in the pod. Yes. And they're, and they're sitting in the pod acting like they're freezing their cheeks off. Again, it would be cold, but it wouldn't be that cold, especially if you huddle for warmth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and if the pod, I'm assuming when the pod landed, because it's mm-hmm. not, he made it sound like the, the snow was very deep on the on the mountain, that thing dug in. Yeah. It actually wouldn't have been a bad temperature inside insulated. that pod. It should have been pretty right. insulated with the snow. And while you probably don't have a lot of energy, but if you need to keep warm, do 20 jumping jacks in that weather, you'll be doing good. Yes. yes. 
especially if you're insulated no wind that that snow at that temperature if it's the the temperature should be rising relatively a, a few degrees every day then you should be able to pack that snow that should be packable snow yeah at least right which then again down. you can continue yeah and at that point you can continue to make yourself essentially an igloo yeah yeah motherfucker god we just midwest the shit out of this <laughs> well and georgie's from orlando so i could understand how she's like holy shit I yeah i cannot survive okay. yeah absolutely but like this thick girl from south dakota i'd be like it's not a problem i got yeah, insulation fine. built in yeah, right yeah. i built it myself i'm insulated <laughs> like the problem would be traveling down with the amount of snow that there is because yeah. it is hard to walk when... They, and they didn't have shoes. And they didn't have shoes. True. So there would be an issue. Yeah. But... The bigger issue would be not knowing the flora and fauna. So you'd probably yeah. end up getting hurt yeah. some way that, in that yes, way. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Going too strong with we've too much confidence. We've got a turn. <laughs> <laughs> we've, uh, we've taken our romance podcast and I'm... turned it into a survivalist podcast. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm also, you know, a a thick-ass girl from South Dakota who was raised by a hunty, fishy man. Yes. I'd be fine. We'd be okay. Mm-hmm. We'd, We'd all be fine. We would. Not only would we be fine, I'd be damned if I... Here's the thing that's been confusing me for a while is, why the fuck did they leave the spaceship? Because they didn't have any food there. Uh, they didn't have... Yeah. So they needed to get food. And a bunch of them were hurt. I, yeah. I guess. That but is another they, thing. They, they had... If they left with the intention of like we're gonna go back and we're gonna re- we're gonna revisit this, but like my first instinct would be like, uh, the plan is still to get fucking home. Right. Yeah. I ain't staying. I ain't staying here. I ain't staying here for three hundred and sixty-five days a winter. Okay. I have to put up with enough of that as is. Yeah. This is your warm yeah, yeah, yeah. season. Fuck off. No. No. I'm not doing this. Yeah. No. And sign up for this again. I'm a Midwest girl. And I don't like the cold. No. If that's their warm season, fuck that. I'd move to Antarctica if I wanted this shit, okay? No. No. Yeah, but I could survive in it. I could. Oh, yeah, we could. Doesn't mean I want Just to. Because you no. can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Correct. <laughs> so now that we've bitched about all of the plot holes and we've complained <laughs> about the lack of romance and we said, oh, but the sex is okay. The sex is okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, get yourself a man who will eat you out even if you're covered in shit. There's there's something there for that. Two, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and still be like, excited. yeah, that smells good. Okay, <laughs> I will have to say the one thing we haven't talked about is the alien anatomy, other than the spur. Like, I mean, he's got ridges in all the right places. He Apparently. does have ridges in all the right places, on his tongue and on his schminkschmong. Is that satisfying? Fingers. Once again, I gotta know. Fingers. Is that satisfying for the the lady blues or just the just the us just the snake and mill rats? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I, they don't. We haven't gotten. To, I haven't gotten to that book yet. <laughs> I need to. No. I need to read it and report back. This is important <laughs> information. Okay. I, I and, and maybe their women just report. don't even think okay. about the fact that they have their ridges in all the right places. Yeah, they wouldn't know any different. Because that's, you know, that's just how they're, they're supposed to be. Whereas we're like, ooh, hello, friend. Yeah, but, but don't, they don't you think about it when like, you're with, like, somebody who's, like, got ridges in all know. the right places? I'm not gonna lie, hon. It's been a real long time. <laughs> Wait, what penises have you run, run into that have ridges? Uh, they're called abs. <laughs> that's not a penis. <laughs> No, but I'm talking about ridges. I heard ridges. I didn't hear penis. 
he has ridges on his dick. I know, but there's ridges all over his body. Yeah, but I mean that's fine. Well, he'd be too hard to cuddle though, right? Yeah. Like I need a, you need a little soft. Yeah, a little cushion. I don't think that she said that. He seems like he's a zero percent body fat kind of dick. Yeah, they basically described his like his pecs is almost armored. Yeah, so I don't think he's a good cuddle. No. No. Well, I mean, honestly, that might be perfect for me. That might be perfect for you. You're like, yes. I don't like the cuddling. But he likes cuddling. That's the problem. So he still likes to cuddle and is uncomfortable. I feel like his skin would cut me like a shark's. Well, his skin is actually like like doe fur, apparently. Mm. See, that would gross me out. So I just want to pet The texture, no. The texture gave me bad vibes. It's like if you push velvet in the wrong direction, that's like... That's what it was giving to me. And I was like, no, no. Uh, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. No. And when you say doe fur, do you mean like female deer fur? I don't know. That's the word she used in the fucking oh. book. I would assume. That's the way I read it. I kind of got their like the moleskin vibe from it. You know, like when you have like mm-hmm. a moleskin journal kind of thing. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what I was getting. That I would like. De- deer fur is actually not that soft. Yeah, No, it's not. I, you are giving me such angry looks. Like, yeah, because you're coming me. at me like I wrote the fucking book. I'm just <laughs> like repeating what she wrote. No, I was just, I'm just saying from experience, I hunt deer. Mm-hmm. Their fur is not that soft. It's really not. It looks soft. Texturally, it's it's like. Uh, it's kind of rough, grainy, almost. Yes. Coarse is a much better way to put that. Once again, I feel like we're talking about somebody who who just like threw words out. Did not research them, and nobody edited it for them and said, hey, no, this isn't what you think it is. I'm it's still true. really upset about this 37 fucking degrees shit. <laughs> <laughs> we will be bitter about it forever because we are South Dakota girls, and this is bullshit right we now. We're going to have not... fucking Planet Barbarian stands up our asses after this episode. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Again, I read, like, fucking 13 of these books i'm not here saying that i didn't enjoy it on the first read but when i first read it and i was here for just like quick consumption of smutty shit which i'm I'm sure that's what the book was written for Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it, it accomplished it but looking at it from a slightly more analytical perspective i am upset and also i'm upset because i've now read books that are also there for the short smutty quick hit and that have done world building a fuck ton better yeah. Again, welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I liked it for what it is. I took it for what it is. It's a get to the smutty scenes book, but... Which, if that was the point, another thing, it could have been smuttier. Yes. Oh, yes. There was no tail. Yes. Oh, God. I wanted some <laughs> tail action. Wow. Y'all, all these people on TikTok that are like, ooh, this is so smutty. I'm like... Oh boy! Ooh, I was I was expecting so much more. Like I was like, it's, oh, it's tame compared. This to... This is going to go so crazy, and like mm-hmm. they said, this was out of control. And then I was like, oh, it's not okay. <laughs> so this is just like a normal, regular schmegular. Um, only he's blue. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So let's wrap it up. Um. First and foremost, what are the ratings of Spice? As we were just talking about it. Spice is like two and a half. The sex scenes were well written and and good. There just wasn't a lot of it. And they weren't, there wasn't a lot of imagination in them. I was going to give it a three purely because I think I've given like one of the Bridgertons a two. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you. It feels like like a 2.5. It's like they exist. 
they exist, but they weren't like super imaginative. Mm-hmm. I really would have wanted some tail. They made a she made a point to like point out the fact that they have a tail many times, and there was no tail action. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a little bitter about that, but it just it they weren't super spicy. It's not that they were badly written or anything. Just vanilla. They were just very vanilla. Yeah, wigs. I think that the fact that we want to give this a two point five because I agree, um, and we gave one of the Bridgerton books two speaks to the fact that something can be sexy and can be spicy without it necessarily being sex you know what well, i mean true. yeah because like true. i think that if they had built more tension in between the sex scenes mm-hmm. i would have given mm-hmm. it a higher score agreed because the current level higher score sexy in between zero mm-hmm. just yeah. nothing it was either on like donkey kong or not yeah, yeah. and yeah. i just was like yeah okay um, so yeah, I, I would agree. I'm going to give it, I'm going to complete the consensus. Yeah. Yeah. What about romance? Uh, the romance was very non-existent for me. I'm going to say maybe like a one. I was seriously yeah, thinking a one. one too. Like there's just, there isn't any. Like, no. It doesn't just... feel like they're in love at the end of the book anyway. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like I feel like one. we shit on this book so bad and I didn't hate it I just honestly I don't even like feel like we shit on this book that bad like I feel like we just gave genuine thoughts and those thoughts yeah. weren't always positive and I feel like there's this sort of pressure to keep things light and positive all the time but like there's That's genuinely not if, if you have and an opinion that isn't positive that doesn't mean it's not a good opinion it just means- and she very well may have gotten better as she- the books went on Georgie or the the author? The author. I can tell you she did. Okay. Um, this is the first stab at it. better? Not necessarily, but eh. better. Okay, what's the next? Overall. Wait, did everybody agree on the one for the romance? Yeah. One. One. Uh, just your overall rating. 2.5 again. I gave it a two. I did. I also gave it a two. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... So I actually went back to my Goodreads and kind of re-ranked a bunch of stuff because... I was giving it a three and then I was looking at my other threes and I'm like, well, it's less than that, but it's not as bad as some of the things I gave twos. So I mm-hmm. bumped some stuff down to ones and put this out of two. I'm, I'm a little torn. I think I, th- I did give it a two. Um, I'm kind of like, but it did what it set out to do. So should it give more? But again, I, I've read books that have gone out to do the same thing, which is give you that like smutty good hit mm-hmm. and they've done it better. Yeah. So I'm sitting at a two as well. Recommendations. Oh, if shit. You did like this. Recommendations. Um, God. So I thought about this, right? And like, there are plenty. If you like this, I haven't really read a lot of other sci-fi um, monster romances. So I'm going to let Danny talk about that. but like I really like anything by Lillian Larkin kind of fits more of like a modern monster vibe Um, some of the Katie Roberts ones kind of fit that vibe too though um, uh, some people have are hit or miss on her and then yeah I think that's what I got Um, for me I think okay so there is a series and um, I honestly don't remember the author of the first book, but it is a collaboration series. So it is actually written by a whole bunch of different people. Um, it is the 3013 series because um, that's the year that it takes place in. And I think it's just, it's very similar in that, you know, there, it, it is a little breedy. I know that you don't really like that that much in that um, it's like poco- 
post-apocalyptic a little bit Mm -hmm. and that um, women have lost their fertility quite a bit um, and only certain women are fertile. um, And so those women are a little more highly prized, although the first book is about an infertile one. So that's lovely. And so that like alien, basically uh, there's aliens that come and stuff. These are, are, the first ones are dragon Mm. hunter aliens but they came to um they came because they're basically like attaches they're they're here for a specific diplomatic purpose and the girl that they're going for is is a um she is a higher up in the military because she was specially trained because she's not a fertile woman Mm -hmm. she she made use in other ways Mm -hmm. um but they're just they're all really good I really enjoyed that series. In fact, I think we should maybe do one of those. I was going to say, what was that again? Let me just get that in my <laughs> candle real quick. This is like, write that down right there. Write that down right there. 3013. <laughs> They're very good. And they all have like, so the first book, and they are usually like triad based. So lots of, you know me, I like, I like a multiple um, mating there. Um, but... There's so many books in this series. Oh, yeah, there's a shit ton. It's awesome. Um, But so basically, usually it's like, so the first book, she is best friends with the two males in the next book. Okay. And and then they, you know, get married and everything. And then I think the book after that is um, the one of the main guys in the second book. It's his little sister. She's an adult. Oh. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> you still are somebody's little sister, even when you're an adult. I'm still my brother's little sister, even though I'm never old. Um, but yeah, so it's it's kind of nice because they like follow the, you know, the, the other people still come up. Sure. Which is kind of nice. I, I really enjoy that fact about it because it doesn't just like, hmm, they're gone, you know. Mm-hmm. And that I believe this, the um, Ice Planet Barbarian series kind of does that, where they yes. stick with the with the other women, and that's kind of yes. what they do in the 3013 series as well, is they're, they're known to each other. Okay, okay. I like this. What do you think in Wigs? Uh, well, I don't really have any books that I would say I can offer you if you, if you liked this that would be comparable because uh, this isn't really in my wheelhouse i was gonna say you're but not really the monster fucking kind maybe if i met the right monster that's true uh at least i'm doing <laughs> vampire ones maybe wiggles get oh back in. yeah see that's a, that's my monster probably <laughs> yeah uh god damn it Anne rice you fucked up my brain <laughs> but kelsey anywho. cole has some really good like supernatural ones oh you bay that's a dangerous game Anyway, um, but, okay, so, like, if you're talking, like, sci-fi stories that I find incredibly addictive, um, if you want to hear me go on a rant for days, it's The Hundred, the CW show. Oh, my God. Um, Liz already knows. Did you just start something with The CW Show? Really? Yeah. Um, first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all. This show, um, <laughs> which does have a lot of like romancy shit in it, so it does. It's not my fault that the showrunners decided to ignore the romance that's in the fucking book. That is not my goddamn fault. Um, 
I did read the first book, haven't read the subsequent ones, but I do know what happens in the subsequent ones. You can read those books, I suppose, but there is no monster romance, and it's teenagers, and it's YA, so there's no getting down and dirty. So, um, would you do it that what you will, but that's not what I'm recommending. I'm recommending the show. Um, and the reason I'm recommending the show is because it's, if you talk, if you were interested in the part of our show that w- segued into survival politics and, uh, <laughs> and all that, that is the goddamn show for it. I could go about, uh, off about it for days. Um, justice for Bellamy. And that's, that's what I'm going to leave that with. Okay, so I think that gets us to the end of the podcast uh, for Ice Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon. Um, if you liked us, wonderful people, um, you can follow us out there on all the socials, either on Wrong Dust Jackets or just Wrong Jackets, I believe, on Twitter because they don't like longer names. Or you can just go out to our website at wrongdustjackets.com, get all the info there. Uh, you know, like it, subscribe to it, do a little dance about it. And uh, we'll talk to you later. They're cool cats. Fuck, I need to go to bed. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bye. Bye. Bye.